0: Hey, remember how we've been saying that we're going to have guests soon? Well, it finally happened, and in this episode, we have Jake and Jacob from Flight House. Uh, Really excited to have them. They're our first guest, and this episode turned out really, really cool. And we talked about a lot of really interesting stuff that I think you'll find really helpful, so I hope you enjoy it. And uh, please do not mind my voice in this episode because I was very sick and I sound dead inside, so I'm very sorry for that. And in the beginning, the mics are a little off, and they're kind of all over the place, and you could hear some background noise and stuff, so just ignore that for the first few minutes. It gets better after that. So, uh, yeah, thank you, uh, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. hey everyone welcome back to the podcast i'm gail
1: i'm kayla i'm isaac i'm mark
0: i'm thomas and uh we have two special guests today our first guest.
2: Jacob and Jacob.
0: Dude. Yeah, Jacob and Jacob. Yeah, LLP. Everywhere we go, yeah. <laughs> um, Good good to have you guys on. Yeah, dude, we were it's really exciting. looking forward to this. Um, you guys are our first guests. That's wow,
3: cool. I know, it's a big yeah, honor. So we've been anticipating this it's since a big we honor. started. Um, yeah, yeah, people have a lot to go up to after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got I don't think it. anyone's going to ever it. <laughs> beat it. I'm saying it right now, most streamed episode of Teenager Therapy. Like, I Definitely. I ever. I see it.
0: Definitely. So... Um, you guys want to tell the audience what you guys do? Yeah, totally. You do?
3: Um, so Jake and I work together at this company called Flighthouse. Um, we've kind of been developing it for. About what a couple years now. Couple years. Couple years. Um, and in short, Flighthouse is right now the biggest media brand on TikTok. Uh, so we have like twenty point six million followers as of yesterday. Whoa. Wow.
4: it's,
3: it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, something.
1: Well, <laughs> something.
3: Um, but yeah, it's been cool. We've just been building it for a while, and like we've been super stoked to kind of jump on this because I think it's it's very uh you know we we try to speak to a a large like young adult audience and so I think like it was just super cool that you know we were able to connect and kind of figure this mm-hmm. out 100%, yep.
2: yeah yeah so for me my name is Jake um, I am the brand director of Playhouse and basically just making sure that everything is staying consistent and um, across platforms and also just making sure that we stay um, at, you know, within our core values, and then also um, looking for the right people that fit our brand is, is kind of like uh, something that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about. So, and mm-hmm.
1: What I like to do. So um, yeah.
0: You mind scooting it a little closer? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: How much of this do you edit and post?
1: Um, no.
3: Not a bunch. Just a lot of pauses. Nice. Yeah, and sometimes we mess up. We gotta be like. Okay, yeah. I'll like you're thing. probably gonna cut this out too yeah we can give it in if you want we could keep it, yeah, that's true. <laughs> keep it come on keep it authentic we, we've been wanting
0: to do like no cuts yeah it's hard yeah i feel you. um that's cool so i know jacob you do a lot of podcasts like you've been mm-hmm. on three that i've heard yeah um you kind of told your story a lot so i kind of know what you do but um i wanted to talk to you like you jake because i don't know much about you so like um just kind of you want to tell us You know, your story growing up, high school, what kind of things you were involved in and stuff.
1: 100%.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So growing up, I was always super into, um, I I, definitely more of a quiet, you know, kind of person. Um, Went to high school in a really, really small town, about 1,400, like, people in the town alone and there was like 60 people in my high school whoa um, oh, yeah really yeah insane right wait did i say in my high school no in my class oh oh, oh
3: dude i was like
2: that's the daycare what the heck <laughs>
3: yeah so that was a real school like buggies
2: to school no um yeah so uh 60 people in my class um and so i think it was i i don't know i had i had my group um we all definitely got along, but there was definitely just some, you know, things that I had to, like, boundaries for me to break and, like, ways, you know, for me to kind of discover who I was. Um, so I I got into uh, acting, and I, I enjoyed that. Theater was great. Um, tried to involve myself in the community as much as possible. And um, then started, like, writing music a little bit, and that was, like, Ooh. that was a big uh, thing for me, like, definitely, like... What kind of music? A huge stress reliever, Dude, it was, like electronic pop kind of stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was pretty <laughs> it's dope. Good. Yeah, no, so um, I did that, and then um, went to school for audio engineering, uh, got my bachelor's in that, and then I moved to LA, because I was like, you know, I want to work in a studio or something like that, but it's really, really crazy, because like, sometimes life just doesn't do what you think it's going to do, and it always turns out a lot better, mm-hmm. and um, I came across a Create Music Group, got there um and that's kind of around the time that like uh flight house was being discovered and and um i was able to just hop in there and uh and because i i loved it i really thought that it was cool i thought there was something there and like jacob definitely like believed in it and and uh i was like guys this this is like this is like the next young adult like thing like we can really really change Mm -hmm. the culture here and so that's kind of like that's my story that's wow that's how we oh, wow. yeah amen <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, so when did you meet jacob how long have you known him uh we met in 2017 mm-hmm. oh wow but i think like yeah you know we were soulmates in texas we we're, just didn't know it <laughs> <that>. <laughs> really? yeah. yeah i mean yeah you know and i haven't like th- i don't think i've missed a day without seeing your beautiful <laughs> thank <laughs> you wow that's <laughs> so cute <laughs> so mm-hmm you know
0: before we like i get into like the whole fly house stuff into that, i want to talk about like, your high school life because yeah. that, that's what i'm interested in oh, you know here, like well like, you know that's what they're interested really
3: in. yeah <laughs> oh yeah no um so you know it's funny like my i have a younger sister and she's 14 and she was like talking to me i think like six months ago and she was like um, she was like, were, so were you like always like really like cool and popular in high school? And I was like, I still don't think I'm cool and popular now. <laughs> like, uh, but, you know, and I was like, no, not at all. Like, I mean, I guess I kind of have that perception now, but like we can kind of get a, a little bit more into it later. But um, no, like in high school, I was like just kind of doing my own thing, like, you know, middle school. So like I'll just kind of walk it through, right? Like I feel like in elementary, you don't really know yourself that well. So you're just kind of going with the flow and you're like so young that you can't really yeah. comprehend like. I don't want to say emotion, but like it's not to the degree that it starts to step up into in like middle school and high school, like as far as like me- mental and, you know, all these different things. And then middle school, you're like figuring yourself out a little bit because in middle school, I would like uh, play a lot of instruments. And, but I was always like, I had my group, but I was definitely a little bit more, I had my group and I had my hobbies and my passions, you know, like acting and music and, and all these different things. But, um, and this is something that I've learned recently is like in middle school I would compare myself a lot to other people around me mm. and I'd look at like oh the, the cool kid wears Adidas like I'd beg my mom for Adidas and she'd buy me Adidas and I felt like you know I was like cool like them and then high school kind of came and uh, most of the kids that went to my high school the high school that most of them were at before was another public school and I went to uh, a charter school so then when I went in, I only had like five or six friends and everybody else was like, everybody else came from the public middle school so they all had like dozens and dozens and dozens Mm -hmm. of friends and so, you know, and the thing about high school is like, Yeah, I I don't even. I don't know how it is now, but I I, and feel free to jump in. But like, you know, people aren't the nicest, and like as you get older, like people start to get a little bit nicer and more kind. I feel and just more empathetic. But yeah, high school and school in general can Mm. be a big bubble sometimes. Mm. Um, But okay, so freshman year starts and. I'm still kind of like figuring out my way and I'm I'm still kind of in that middle school mentality where I'm like, I got to be cool. I got to make friends. I got to like, you know, be in the cool circles. And then I did that until, you know, probably my first half of my sophomore year. Mm. And that's when it just kind of clicked with me that I was like, this is kind of, I don't really know exactly what happened, but it was literally like almost... Seven years ago to this day that I started my like first YouTube channel and I was like I'm just gonna start uploading music that I like and because I was producing music at the time And so I started to kind of like promote it on you on or I was my plan was I want to blow up the YouTube channel because I wanted to have an outlet to promote my music mm-hmm. and I just kind of fell into this like whole Hobby of like starting the YouTube channel and then starting a record label and then You know, like I reached out to this blog and I was like, hey, I'm like 24 years old. And I was like bullshitting them. And I was like, I was like, I was like 14 at the time. And they like believed it and they gave me a blog account. I started writing and I just, I started to really just not. Can I curse on here? Yeah, sure. Not give an F. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. F. No, but I just really didn't like care about, not that I, I mean, look, I mean, grades are important and all that, but I was definitely just balancing that line of like. Were you an AP? I was an AP, so that was the thing. Is that my mom wanted me to be an AP mm-hmm. freshman year, and then by the time, dude, I sucked at school growing up. Yeah. Like I sucked at school. Um, by the time my first half of my freshman year was ended or first semester, I probably dropped out of all my AP classes. I was really? like, this is obviously like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was like just hard for the sake of being hard, yeah. and like even my my mom. Uh, was talking to me the other day and she was like, hey, should Sophia join my younger sister? She was like, should Sophia join... Uh, do you guys have IV classes here? I've heard of IV, IV, something like that. Right. I think it... Or no, or is it IV, IB? Mm-hmm. IB? Is it IB? Okay, it's like a step above AP, yeah, which is yeah. ridiculous because AP itself is already freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I knew, kids, my friends in high school that did IB or whatever you call it, and... Um, And they were stressed all the time, dude. Like they had like no social life. They were always stressed. You'd be like, you'd see them at lunch doing homework all the time. (laughs) And here I was, like sophomore year of high school, just like, screw this, I'm gonna go to the library and work, and like barely passing by. Um, But anyway, so we can we'll fast forward and then we can dive into specifics. But um, (laughs) I junior year, senior year, just did my thing and like again balance that line I'd always throw away my report cards I'm like I don't even know if my mom knows this actually so she's gonna listen to this Um, no but I I was like you know I would always wait for her to be like ask for my report card and so like I was balancing that line academically again I'm not saying like school is important and we can like dive into it that's just my story Um, but then I happened to meet you know the co-founder of the parent company that like our company's nested under and he flew me out right after I graduated high school and then I just kind of like finished everything up just and went alone? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's cool, wow. To go live with with uh, Alex let me stay on his couch for like three months and then really? um yeah, now we're here. So
0: wait like did you um Were your grades just kind of, like, dropping over time? Dude,
3: so I kept them around, like, healthy Cs. You know what I mean? Like, passable. But I always, in my intuition, I was like, I don't think college is for me. Mm -hmm. Like, so for me, it was like, I was taking this risk of, like, I'm going to work, like, I'm going to work my ass off right now in high school and like really build something meaningful. And I was always, I was always working. Like my friends would go to lunch. I'd be like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to stay in the library and work. And mm-hmm. like, I'd get on my laptop and do my thing. Um, <laughs> 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 you want to jump in Kayla?
5: Oh no, it's just, um, it sounds very much like Kyle. Oh really? That's During yeah. lunch, he's just, um, he goes to the Japanese room. And he's just like on
3: his laptop. That's awesome. What do you What do you work on? Uh, the podcast sponsorship, yeah. stuff like that. Cool. How do you get sponsorships right now? Uh, email them. Just really. Just that's so up. sick. Contact yeah. them. Sick. Tons do you guys have any? Way, right? Do yeah. you guys have any like materials that you normally send out or? Um, yeah, or we is, have a, like a, the a PDF. Oh, that's awesome. That we give them. It's amazing. Nice. I'm mm-hmm. um, just curious, but um, yeah, dude. I, I just like worked and and it was funny. There was even a time where. Everybody was like required to submit an application to the local college, and I think like I was actually like whatever I'll just do it, and I was like doing it, and I didn't know my social security, so I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna x out of this, <laughs> and so I never did. Everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, like that was just kind of my high school thing. Um, trying to think about what else. I mean, yeah. Do you, do you have any question. other specific questions, or I um, kind of answer it.
0: Do you guys got anything?
3: Anything, Kayla, Isaac, Mark, Thomas. Thomas, Mark, Isaac, Kayla. <laughs>
0: okay,
2: well, come on, Jake, come on, come on, come on. Come on. You want to tell us like about yeah. your high school? Were you like him? Uh, how was, was it? Was I like him? Uh, yeah. I think honestly, for me, I had always struggled with trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Like, I was always like, um, I, I, I definitely dived into like a lot of different things, and I think that like music is definitely what resonated with me the most. But it was also like, you know, are you gonna? Is this gonna like work or whatever? And I also really, really was into like um, like branding and marketing, definitely mm-hmm. nowhere near as good as like um you know, some of the people that I work with, yeah, but but um, <laughs> yeah, let's get here. but uh, but yeah, so i I definitely studied that a lot. Um, I really enjoyed being um i I tried stepping out of my comfort zone as much as possible, and that's kind of what I focused on the most because I was just like, always in my own head Mm -hmm. and so i made sure that i like i found the opportunities to like step out and like talk to as many people as i could i went to like football games every every chance i could i went to like like marching band meetups and like join the marching band which was actually really dope like oh you joined yeah it was it was super cool um and we like we would always go to like uh state and stuff like that yeah um so, yeah, really just trying to be as social as possible, and I think that's where, like, the, the first, uh, that was, like, my first, like, thing that I conquered. That's mm-hmm. cool. And, I like that. Yeah, for sure. So, are you pretty shy or outgoing? Mm-hmm. Like... I would say I was pretty, I was pretty shy. Really? Um, I don't know, see, like, I've, I've learned a lot lately that, like, you can feel a certain way, but, like people might not perceive that about you mm-hmm. so i definitely like tried putting myself out there as yeah. much as i could i don't know if i like look shy or whatever <laughs> but i definitely was like inside my head like what are you doing like what's happening like overthinking everything yeah. and like mm-hmm. um yeah and it's like me yeah here i am <laughs> me <laughs> but, yeah hey do you guys like feel that i like, just yeah okay like,
1: like cool just wondering how do you get the courage to step out of your comfort zone
2: how how yeah. um you know I really think you have to, like, I've, I've always thought, like, if you want something, you need to make sure that you take action on it, right? Something big, like, mm-hmm. um, in, like, when I, uh, I'm i from Texas, when I moved uh, to L.A. Oh, you're both noticed, from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Texas, yeah. Okay. When I moved to L.A., I noticed um, <laughs> that everybody talks about manifestation and, like, you know, like, uh, you know, if you want something, manifest it, which is very mm-hmm. true. You got to yeah. think about right. it first. But you always have to take action because without action, manifestation really is just like you're super delusional. You're yeah, like, it's, it's not going to happen. Dream. You know what I mean? So um, I've always made sure to take action. If I feel a certain way or I'm uncomfortable in a scenario, I want to put myself in that scenario and then try my hardest. Mm. And I, I mean, all the way down to yeah. uh, one of the first things that I can remember is like I, I had a lisp growing up and I hated it so much. <laughs> and um, anytime. anytime Anytime I said something and I heard the lisp, I would go in the corner and just, like, say that word over and over and over. I'd just be like... And then then I nailed it. And I was like, okay, good. Go back out there and do it. And like, yeah, so you just... You really have to put yourself in those Mm. situations because it sucks, but, like, eventually it doesn't. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean?
3: I I like this quote that I always just kind of think back to in, like, situations like this where it's like... um, being what it's, it's something uh, being fearless or there's, it's something along the lines of like, there's no such thing on oh no, a courage. Isn't the absence of fear. Courage is having a fear and overcoming it. And the thing about, stuff like that is i mean you're asking like how do you get the courage to do it you just got to do it like as uncomfortable as it feels but you know what What you'll notice is when you do do stuff like that you just feel a lot more confident in yourself because you're like i proved to myself that i was able to step out of my comfort For zone sure. i got a question what's like one thing that you guys everybody here uh challenge that you feel like you need to sum up the courage to do meeting people meeting people like,
0: meeting new people that's a big like big friends issue. in high school right now or what yeah friends like you know we have to talk to um mm-hmm. like other people like when we whenever we ha- whenever we have a guest mm-hmm. like it's always like oh shoot like what to say? like hey hi how are you sure. like, yeah. what yeah, kind yeah, of hashtag totally. do i do it's you just like really
3: nervous. oh that's true well you know i think um i mean it, it's look like it was, I have two points to this, but like it was funny, even yesterday we had like an end of the week meeting with our group and we had three questions. It was like, what gives you energy? Um, what's a challenge you're facing in your life right now, business or personal? And three, uh, what's something the group can do to help you with that challenge? And I mean, also a shout out, so like you shout someone out in the group. And uh, our graphic designer G, um, his was like, you know, he was like, you know, I just struggle right now with like social anxiety and self doubt. And I was like, dude, I go through the same stuff. like. I think it's a human thing to do like naturally like yeah, you're flowing sometimes and you're hanging out and doing your thing but like yeah, I think when you're you know, everybody creates these expectations in their head and and I think part of it is like at least for me personally the humility that I have where it's like I Generally don't walk into like it's good to have confidence But like I'm not walking into a place like I don't you know, yeah, it's my 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 spot Yeah, it's just you know play by ear or whatever, but um no that's cool so meeting people Mm -hmm. um that's cool what about you kayla
5: um yeah same like gail just uh, normally i'm like somewhat shy i guess but Uh um yeah just meeting new people making that initiative to actually get to know the other person yeah
2: yeah totally i think one one really good way of just like meeting new people is like i said you just like i don't know pick a number in your head be like uh this is yeah i'm gonna meet three people today and literally just put yourself in the scenarios to do it. And like, it might be the, the most awkward thing. Yeah. Even if it's
3: awkward, that's it's going yeah. so, It's be fine. So if it's awkward, awkward yeah, it's practice. That's like, the way you got to look at it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, you got a piece of gum? Excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah, practice. It's a
3: social experiment. I'm no, all that, all that stuff is practice. Like, yeah. um, yeah, it's practice. Like sure. it's going to feel like, look, when you start playing an instrument, you're not going to be the best at first, right? You got to practice every single day. It's the same exact thing. You got to just practice and it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, but you got to just do it. And it, we're, I mean, you know, we face challenges every day, but um, you know, it was funny. Like I was at this marketing conference earlier this week and I went alone and, but I met like the CMO of like Sephora and gap and uh, I don't even know if I should, I should be saying this, but whatever <laughs> uh, I met, you know, these like these big people and you know, it's like once you're in that environment and you're just flowing it's like, look, cause I have this pressure. I give myself this pressure where I'm like, we spent money to come here. If I don't make connections, like what am I doing? What am I providing for the team? Right? So then I'm pushing myself and I'm like in an elevator and I'm like, Hey, I like your blah, blah, blah. I'm in line at Starbucks. I'm like, Hey, look, what'd you order? And like, and then it, it's weird, but you just like, I was there for three days and I felt like I got like three days of social practice that like the average person would get in like six months. Yeah. Like I felt like I was socializing with so many people that like by the time I got back here, like we were hanging out at this restaurant and then my friend was like, what do you want to do? I was like, let's go meet some strangers. <laughs> <laughs> like I was yeah, just like ready to like meet new people. the confidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, so it's know, practice, you know, the more you do it, the more you're just like, and look, like on the topic of social anxiety, at least it's like everybody's in their head about something. So it's like again don't, like no one like no one's perfect mm, <laughs> so it's like just sure. you got to just step out there and practice you
2: yeah i think that like you like once you realize that we're all doing this thing together you know what i mean like mm-hmm. something that i so funny um super transparent but like every morning i like i meditate which has definitely helped me mm. uh, a ton um but like I was just sitting there and then i felt like my pulse in my in my arm you know what i mean And i was like oh that's 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 dope like i have that and then you have that yeah and you guys have that and everybody in this room has that and then everyone in this world has that and we're all doing the same exact thing and like why would we want to bottle ourselves up you know what i mean mm-hmm. we're sharing something that's like super important sure yeah um Um, you know it's funny like the whole meeting people that's just going out and doing it
0: like you were at that conference right and you just had to meet people because you you know you had to do it um i think like last month we went to this event um it was like a a fancy event there was a lot of really important people like very wealthy people Mm -hmm. so we naturally felt really out of place Mm -hmm. and it was it was because i won something i won some like award, and like I had to go give like a speech and stuff. So I gave that speech. And then like, once I got, got down, like everybody was kind of coming up to me and like saying like, Oh, congrats. You know, Mm -hmm. we should like, you know, like they were sharing the resources with me. And like in that moment I had like this surge of confidence Mm -hmm. just because it felt like I had to do it. You know, like I can't Mm -hmm. let this opportunity go to waste. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're under that pressure and you know, you have no other choice, that's when you really kind of unleash this confidence that you didn't Mm -hmm. even know you had. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's why it's important to um, yeah. just get out there and just do it
3: yeah just do it
4: totally. Oh, I'm totally sick so like my no you're good
3: do you guys, did you guys want to share anything too on that like same question or?
4: Um, actually yeah. I feel we all have that um, yeah. surge of yeah. confidence but yeah. it's just all about getting there and yeah. Yeah. I question myself like how do I get that yeah and like, and how do you maintain that confidence how do I maintain it because totally. sometimes it's like I'd be confident some days and then some days I'd be like really to myself like
3: mm. Mm. interesting
0: yeah and, you know, on the topic of, like, social anxiety and stuff, like, a big part of that is, like, insecurities. Yeah. And feeling yeah. insecure about what people think about you. Mm. And I know some of us, like, really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. So, how, how do you guys deal with it? Because you're, like, you know, you have the big title of CEO <laughs> and stuff. And, um, you know, I think you're, like, the C... Oh,
3: chief? Oh, the C-X-L-P-O.
0: <laughs> but you're also, like, a big figure in it, the VP, I think. So, what... Do you still have these insecurities and stuff? And oh, how yeah. do you deal with it? Oh, yeah.
3: So this guy this guy knows my story. Um, so look, like, I know this about myself. Like, ever since I... Because like, I've been doing theater since I was, like, six, right? So I did that for, like, six years. And I think just naturally being up on stage and performing, like, you gain a lot of confidence, like, being in front of people and whatever. Um, and so, like, like, I think everybody... This is a really interesting story. But I, I think everybody has like challenges that they need to face in their life and everybody's going to be different, right? Um, we're all blessed with certain things. We're all, I don't want to say even, not cursed is definitely not the right word, but we're all, you know, blessed with certain things. We're all given certain challenges. Mm-hmm. But I think there's beauty in even stuff that might seem as like, oh, why was I born like this? Why do I have this feature about myself? And you might look at that as, a negative or or you you know you compare yourself right but we're all living our own journey and so if you get too caught up like looking to the left and right you're gonna lose track of like finding yourself um, so you guys probably wouldn't guess this about me I know a guy also on my Instagram post Um dude, one thing that I don't know why I've been insecure about since I was like 15 is my teeth because I have this like a little crooked thing right here yeah you see it mm-hmm. like so I, I started doing Invisalign like a Year ago, and so it's moved a like a pretty good amount, but I have like three more months left on treatment um, and Like I'll, I'll just kind of I'll riff off of this a little bit but like um, Like I remember I was like 16 and like I never had braces and my mom I asked I've asked my mom about it before and she was like well I always thought like you had like fine teeth like <laughs> you know You did not have like crazy bad teeth or anything and I remember being like 16 and I had a, it was like a broadcast journalism project and I had to be in front of the camera and I was like looking at my my teeth and I was like, oh, that's kind of ugly. You know, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, oh, that's kind of ugly, whatever. But I never, braces was one of those things where I was like, how do you even get braces? Like, do I ask my mom? Does she just one day come up to me and say, hey, let's get you braces, you know? Um, And so I just kind of rocked with it. I was like, well, whatever. Like, I'll just not, it's not like crippling or anything. But... um." You know so i for the past like yeah i don't know i guess what 16 like seven ish years or five 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 years math <laughs> um you know i've just kind of rocked with it and you know ever since like i especially being out here in la right like there's a lot of pressure to and i don't want to say i think people put this pressure on themselves because we because like i look around and i see this dude with like perfect like white smile straight teeth and yeah. i'm like damn teeth look good (laughs) (laughs) you know but and but look a healthy mentalities you can't get too much into like into thinking oh man that i life would be so great right now if i had if i had braces in high school or you gotta just be like what can i do right now right and like jake said earlier we have these insecurities about ourselves uh what is action we can take to fix it Mm -hmm. so that i don't go and i've thought about it before right i'm like like do i need it like because some people have told me they're like, oh well, I think it kind of gives you character, and I was like, I guess that's a, I guess that's one way of looking yeah. at it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which which is a very positive thing to say, right? But I've thought about it. I'm like, is that superficial to like want to do that? Because if you know, it feels like, but how so? I don't you even know why. I I mean, we've created a society where it's like you look on all these magazines, and it's like you see these people with these perfect smiles, and mm-hmm. you know these like amazing bodies, and blah 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 blah. And I think that's where a lot of that like pressure comes from um but anyway you know i'm taking action on it and but you know what was really interesting and this is a trip to think about right because i don't really think too much about like my own talents or i don't really know what they are i just kind of <laughs> do my thing and i guess i've made we've made it here but no one else notices this like if you look at like the rolling stone thing that i was in mm-hmm. like my smile looks good but then i look at my bottom teeth and i'm like fuck like you know you can see it yeah. yeah and it's weird to be like as insecure as i was about that thing I somehow made it there,
6: mm-hmm.
3: right? And But dude, like, it's it's definitely unhealthy the amount that I think about it. Like, I'm a very social person and I like talking to people and I like hanging out and doing all this. But just for whatever reason, it's like anytime I'm like out, it'll just hit me. I'll be like, ah, oh, dude, you know, I'll think about that insecurity. Um, but again, just overcoming it and just having, and again, like everybody's different. Like some people are like, oh, that's such a, not in like a bad way, but they're like, oh, that's like kind of a, silly thing or not silly but just like oh like it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. um but you know it's kind of helped to like i did like a whole instagram instagram post on it just kind of like me and jake did like a little photo shoot with like our liners and stuff and hopefully we get an invisalign brand deal (laughs) soon too but um yeah that's yeah it's been my thing, it's, man, and I think everybody has their own journey, right? But that's just been my thing. Yeah, and
0: it's good to, to take action, like po- posting it publicly. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty bold move.
2: Just telling people that you have it, and like you know, you you acknowledge it. Yeah. Sometimes it just yeah. Sometimes I think it just takes that. You yeah. have to just be like, hey guys, this is my issue, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it now, yeah. or I'm, I'm figuring it out. That's a big you know part of it. Yeah. yeah. Huge part.
3: Because you know, for me, it was like. And again, this is something, and again, going back onto the topic of, um, you know, putting yourself out there and stepping out of your comfort zone, like it, you know, being at 21 and like everybody around me, um, you know, has already had braces or whatever, like to be wearing Invisalign felt like a little silly to me. It's Mm -hmm. like, like, I'm going to have a lisp now and you know, whatever, but it's, it hasn't been the easiest thing, but you know, it's, it's helped a lot talking to this guy and you know, he was the one that really gave me a lot of support and, and pushed me to be like, dude, just do it. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be happy that you made that decision instead of waiting five years and being like, wow, I live those like past five years in a little bit of anxiety when I could have just fixed the issue Mm -hmm. or I could have just acknowledged it. Right. And I'd rather do it now than at 30. Yeah. Um, so even though I'm relatively older than, or excuse me, even though, um, everybody around me is relatively older than to when most people get like orthodontic treatment. Um, I'm, you know, I'm thankful I'm doing it now. Yeah, you're,
0: still, you're at least you're finally doing it. Totally. Um, Jake, did you have any insecurities that you really oh, struggled boy. with? Oh boy, yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Where's the
3: list? No, I'm
2: kidding. Where's the <laughs> list? Uh, let me pull out my No. Um, yeah, I have a lot of anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> and to the point to where um, I definitely overthink a ton. I, I. Makeup scenarios in my head that are completely not even there. Like, you know what I mean? At all. And to the point to where it's been, like, really insane lately. And a lot of the times it's, like, the older you get, the more you're going to be, like, uh, I need to keep up. I need to make sure that things are, like, I I need to make sure that I'm, like, setting everything out. Because, like, things move so quickly, right? And you have to move quickly with it. And so here lately I've just been, like you know what is this anxiety why is it like so bad to the point of like the other day i was just like or not, not the other day like about a month or two ago i was like i don't even want to leave my house i don't even want to like mm. i don't want to go out i don't want to like start anything because i'm just going to mess it up you know mm. and um and i get yeah and it, i guess it turned into like some kind of a panic attack like situation really yeah so i um like i think what's really really helped me one like i said meditation um two talking about it you have to talk about it Mm, yeah you have to you have to have people that you Mm can confide in and even Mm -hmm. if it's just one person and jacob has been like definitely like a super helpful helpful person for me um and also my mom because Mm -hmm. i love her um but if you if you don't have that, you gotta you gotta find it. You know what I mean. You have to talk about it. Um, and then I decided that I'm probably gonna do therapy. Really? So, nice. Yeah, to just awesome. talk about it because it's like yeah, you I've know, heard a lot of good things about. therapy. Yeah, 100. Mm-hmm. percent You can go to the gym, you can work out, you can like build your muscles, you can like you know like make yourself like look aesthetically like better and healthier. But we sometimes forget about our minds. And yeah. I think that the more that you add on, the more things that are going on in your life. Talk about it in therapy. Sure. Because mm-hmm. it's like very, very serious. Do you, you think there's a pretty big stigma with therapy? There's a big stigma with anxiety and mental health mm-hmm. in, in general. Because no one talks about it. Yeah, uh, I think that we're in a really, really great <coughs> time right now where we can be talking about these things. And people are actually going like, oh, wait, I have that too. Oh, wait, why do I feel this way? I'm not supposed to feel this way. Um, I've tried so much... Um, for my anxiety and my my depression, um, and it's so weird to even say it out loud. Yeah, you know what I mean. It is. Um, I've tried so much to the point to where I was like, I'm going to the doctor and I'm gonna figure it out. Talk to a psychiatrist, and he's like, we can do medication, and that was huge for me. And I, I I've never told anyone that except for Jacob. Um. And you guys now, yeah,
3: yeah, (laughs) and the whole world, yeah, and now (laughs) fifty thousand, a couple
2: thousand, Um, yeah, yeah, to the point to where it was like, let's talk about medication, let's figure it out. Um, I, I would, I don't, I'm not condoning something that like you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. Yeah, if that's an issue, like then talk to a professional about it. Make sure that you are under like good supervision and do it properly because Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of issues with uh drug abuse and and um and it's real yeah it's super real and it can happen to anyone so you just have to make sure that you're like focusing on it that has that's helped my mind more than anything i've been able to like it's changed my my life like in my job and like i mean we had a crazy shoot yesterday and i was just like it's all good. We're fine. <laughs> like, this is great. And everything ran smoothly because I, I just took action on something that like I needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think there's a big stigma about it, yeah. but
0: we need to talk about it. It's important. And it's, it's yeah. scary to talk about it, you know, like it saying is. it out loud, the word like, you know, I'm saying like you're depressed. That's yeah. a pretty, that's a pretty bold move. Well, sure. Yeah.
3: Especially like, you know, for me, there's a, I, I feel a lot of pressure sometimes where it's like having this leadership role, and having done so much, and it's like, am I, like, am I allowed to be depressed? Like, I think yeah. about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I think for me, what works for me is like, I even tomorrow is gonna be that day for me, but I need to have at least a day where I can just like organize my mental, and my method sometimes is like, if there's like problems in my head, like, oh, what do people think about this to you, da-da-da, I sort of pair it up in a way where it's like, well, do you remember how many blessings you have in your life right now? like you know we're living we're breathing mm-hmm, we're it. healthy so there's like you got to think about that too and, and have gratitude for certain things yeah. um so that you don't let the negatives kind of like mm-hmm. overcome you that's yeah great. um what about you guys really quick insecurities if, if you guys want to
6: share um i up, i mean i'm still really insecure i still have that i still have that middle school mentality to try and impress everyone sure mm-hmm. like
3: uh, junior right in high school yeah love you guys okay mm-hmm.
6: and whenever like I go to school and I'm, I'm not really feeling it, or I try to go for like a lazy kind of fit. Is I still put so much effort into mm. everything I do, like in my Instagram and everything. Mm. So I don't know, okay. I'm just wondering how you guys kind of got yeah. over that.
3: Is, okay, so insecurity with like people, like people looking at you in the hallway, being like, "Oh, he's wearing a Nike jacket. That's whack." Like, is it mostly? Is it mostly perception, clothing based? Yeah, yeah. For my understanding, okay, yeah. interesting. Um, I think I understand why high school is hard because you see the same, it's so social and you see the same group of circles every single day and people talk. That's just the reality of it. I think it's, it's, it's not going to go away until you graduate. You know what I mean? I think I didn't go to college, but I think like, I'm sure when you're in college, it's kind of the same way too. Like you're just going to have that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, um, at this point and I think maybe the environment we're in is a little bit different. Like I don't really care to like, even this shirt is just like, you know, our friend G made this. It's like a $10 shirt. And it's funny. Like that's at least something that I try to stand for in like Hollywood is just like not really caring too much about like what I wear and like, yeah, I'll wear stuff that I like, like, and that I feel comfortable in. But like, I don't care. People walk in with like Gucci joggers and Fendi shoes and, I feel like I've learned that lesson directly because I went through a phase where I was like I spent a lot of money on like clothes like mm-hmm. that not like that designer but like nice stuff like CDG Converse and you know stuff like that and I was and I like never wore it and I just stuck with like the Vans like these like you know skate black Vans and I was like like why did i even need that you know yeah, um sure. i've also lost two designer wallets in the past year so like <laughs> now i just have this like 20 dollar one off of etsy and i'm like not buying That's designer ever ever again but sorry that. did you have any
2: component? no i i think like uh, so the question was how did you get over like Like the perception, like like people judging you in high school in general. Okay, Okay. got it. Um, I think that it's really really important to do what makes you feel comfortable first of all. Um, and it's super easy to say, but like ultimately, we all try to impress people. Where we all have this like pack mentality, where it's like we are all like we want to be liked, we want to be um accepted, and that's that's totally okay. We're all in this together, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and there's a lot of people that don't get that, and they they um. They kind of like judge you for that, um, but you have to be you, you. have to be comfortable with with, with who you are first, um, and then let that express yourself in your clothing. If that works, you know what I mean. Express express yourself in like the way that you. I don't know. I wore a headband today because I like it and I don't care. Um, but also, um, I think that there's going to be people that are, are going to have something to say about the things that make you unique, have something to say about your superpowers, have some, you know what I mean, have have things to say about what makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. But what creativity is and what self-expression is is being unique. Yeah. And as soon as I realized that, I was like I don't care mm-hmm. what any of you guys think. Mm-hmm. I really don't because this is me mm-hmm. and the people that talk highly about what makes you unique are the ones that matter.
4: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah
2: screw the haters (laughs) haters. definitely
3: what about you guys anything Uh,
5: going back to what he was saying um well i feel like people are gonna critique you regardless Mm -hmm. so you might as well just be who you are and be comfortable with yourself yeah Yeah. because they're gonna say whatever they want yeah
1: Yeah, and adding on to that i'm also insecure about how some people perceive me Mm -hmm. so i'll specifically my personality i'll treat them differently than the way I'll act around others. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, how do I act myself around everyone? Just do not care what they think.
3: Yeah, I think it, it's hard to do, but I think you just got to do that. Like, I, and again, I, I, this stuff is like kind of fun to do for me. I'm trying to think, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I do that a lot where I'll just like walk into a place or I'll start like singing at like, <laughs> so yeah, tough. you know, but I, yeah, like I'll, I'll just do like stuff like that for fun. I mean, I don't know, I, th- I guess it's kind of a mental block, right? Like you just need to, and no one's ever gonna be perfect at it, but like you kind of right. just need to overcome that sort of fear of judgment. Like w- how would you say you are when you're not in front of people you feel you got to impress? Cause like I was driving this guy crazy on the way here. <laughs> I was messing with him yeah, all kinds of ways. Like,
1: okay. I'll be just talking a lot, be loud. Just okay, around. cool. I really be like to myself.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, I mean, I think just what expressing that in front of these people that you might fear are judging you. um, Just gotta get used to it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's practice, I guess. Like,
3: I don't. It's definitely a mental thing. So you're saying, how do you, how do you express his personality in front of like people that he's uh, scared of judging him?
2: Yeah, Um, yeah. I would, I would honestly say that the things that make you feel uncomfortable you put yourself in, in that situation. Like yeah, true. we we really we really do like we we overanalyze all the time, right? I'm I'm sure me and you are probably the same with that. Like um we overanalyze these things. Um and it's never as bad as you think that it's gonna be. Um, but also know what what triggers you. Know what like um what makes you feel uncomfortable and then make a mental note of that and then be like okay when you're not feeling that way go back home maybe keep a journal or something and be like okay I know that I'm going to feel this way in this scenario and th- these are the things that I'm going to do and then you like in that moment do those things and if it's too much for you go back to the side take 90 seconds I literally do this like all the time take 90 seconds set a phone timer like and just breathe just be with yourself you know what i mean and and you reset yourself that's really all it's doing it's resetting like kind of what what just happened because your adrenaline goes all the way to the top and and then it makes you exhausted but now you have to be like okay i know what just happened and these are the things that i'm going to make sure that i always do and it always works you get better yeah You do
3: also, I think when you're in those situations and you have this like desire to do something you're like Oh, I really want to like talk to this like person right now Mm -hmm. and you're telling yourself not to that's that's your North Star in my opinion like Mm -hmm. that's that That's Mm -hmm. like the voice you should follow right when you have this desire because that's your personality trying to express itself and get out and um, Obviously, there's gonna be that doubt but it's just about overcoming that Mm -hmm. but if you got to balance it But I think we all know when we're being authentic and when we're again trying to do something for the sake of impressing somebody I, th- I think we all know ourselves well enough to know exactly what those different like those uh, how they're different Um but even just like for me like when I was at that marketing conference like there was a couple occasions where I like Put my hand up and like asked a question and the first one was in front of like or did like yeah like like there was uh, the first one was in front of like 50 people maybe and then the girl was like oh do you want to come up and like tell them about TikTok and I was like yeah sure and so everybody started asking me questions and then I did it again in this environment with like 600 people and I'll be honest like I mean I do stuff like that all the time but I don't know why I was nervous and I was like just like raise your hand and like raise your hand ask a question um you know, give a little intro on Flighthouse, what it is. And then ask your question. Cause I want everybody to, in the room to know what flight House is. And so I like raised my hand, I asked the question. And then there was a couple of people later that night cause I was at like an after party and a lot of there, I had a bunch of people coming up to me being like, dude, that was such a genius move. Like you totally like told everybody what it was and <laughs> took it over without like you even being an official speaker. And then I had other people coming up to me and being like, Hey, do you, like, that was a weird move, man. Like, you know, that, that, you definitely like it. Definitely seemed like you were trying to sell yourself super hard, and like I wouldn't have done that if I was you. Like, do you know who's in the room? Blah blah blah. And I was like, well, you know, I I, I probably don't even want to work with those people, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Like the people that came up to me and said they uh-huh. liked it, and I got their contact, are probably people I want to be working mm-hmm. with anyway, because very few people who make it far. Think like the
2: way that the people who told me they didn't like what I did. Uh That's that's exactly kind of going back to what I just said to you. Like there's certain people are really going to hate the things that make you unique. People are going to hate some of the things that you do that make you really freaking cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But those people literally don't matter. It's the one like who are we going to work with? Yeah you know
3: yeah and it's you it's, it's unique yeah. to us too like there might be people that they get along with but it's like yeah. this is my personality this is who i am yeah. if they can't mesh with that it's not you're yeah, facing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah exactly and mm-hmm. that's just you know that's who i was or yeah. that's who i am
0: that's yeah. interesting because that's yeah. how i, I kind of think about it with sponsors like if I send them an email and I'm just being myself, I'm not being like, you know, very official and I'm just being sure. myself and they like put me off, then it's like, you know, you don't want to work with them either sure. way. There's no point right. in faking it. Totally. Um
3: who would you who would you ideally want to get sponsored by? Who who would I do Yeah, like? who are who are the dream sponsors? Who's the dream sponsor? I know
0: there's one. There's one that was like really imagine I want That's to get sponsored sick. by Spotify. Spotify, Joke? yeah, right. we'll have them those billboards in New York. We'll be on there. Wow. Make Easy.
3: It happen. Let's make it happen.
6: Ambitious.
0: Let's it happen. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um. So, Jacob, I was like, you, you're you seem like a very upbeat, you like you like energetic person. You know, you're not oh, afraid thanks. to be yourself. <laughs> Too upbeat. <a> so. <laughs>
3: Too upbeat. <laughs> no, Just sometimes people out. say that they're like, dude, you're super high energy. I was like, really? I don't feel like that. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're so energetic. And something that I'm curious, like, do you? ever show like the vulnerable like sad inside mm-hmm. of you when you're sad you don't have energy do you show that or do you try to keep it
1: so
3: i was thinking about this last night because like we uh me and jake went to go get dinner with some friends and it was cool like you know i was like you know we had a good day we were hanging out you know we got dinner and then we went to another place after and i was kind of like it was like 11 11 30 maybe it was kind of late and i was just kind of like i still feel like this feels really comfortable right now you know so i feel fine but i've been going so hard this like whole week that like i just need to like be alone tomorrow you know just reset and i I know i was asking i think i was asking you about it i'll ask him this sometimes i'll be like dude he knows me i'll be like i'll be like in a social situation and then i'll be like like jake i'm kind of tired right now do you think it's cool if i just like Sit, sit back and like don't talk to anybody or is that weird and he was like well if that's how you feel just like don't talk Show to anybody it. you know yeah. and uh uh i you know i think about this too sometimes which is kind of cool um cool advice uh you guys know the artist x right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah do you guys like him yeah Yeah. i mean i know a controversial person yeah great music um but he has this song where he says you know he starts it off and he's like don't don't pretend to be okay when you're not okay Mm -hmm. and that's just how he starts the song you know and it's kind of true like i think it's important to surround yourself with people where like i mean a don't feel like you sometimes you gotta fake it for lack of a better term like when i was at that conference like yeah like some some part of me just wanted to like chill in the hotel room but also i don't know if i'm introverted or extroverted really i don't know in the middle yeah yeah yeah, ambivert (laughs) polyvert um well i don't know because i was look like uh, someone told me this the other day they were like extroverts extroverts speak to think introverts think to speak right and I've met some extremely extroverted people, and I don't know if I'm like that because I think I'm a little bit more calculated when I like talk to people or like, you know, express myself. And I'm all—I don't know why, but I'm always just kind of like, okay, dude, you know, I'm putting all these like problems together in my head, and then like, which kind of—I don't want to sound like a like I'm a robotic human being, but like that's just how I think. But I've met some extroverts where I'm like, do they even know what they're doing right now? They're just like moving and talking, and you plan it out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and you know, and that's why. I mean. I don't know how accurate it is, but like introverts speak to think in the sense of like, the more that they express themselves to other people, the more they learn about themselves. Mm. Whereas introverts are like, they think and then they speak, yeah. right? Mm. Um, but I think every it's a spectrum.
4: Mm.
3: Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, um, I mean, I think when it comes to a work setting, it's it's important to kind of be like a warrior sometimes, or, or it's kind of be a rock, right? Like. Yeah. I'm not trying to bring people down too much, but I think it's totally fine to have a team and people like Jake, where it's like, if I'm just not feeling it, just like, you know, being, like, hey, is it cool to, you know, do this? And yeah, it's totally fine. Like sometimes I am just tired and like, I just, that I called him this one time, dude, like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I was just like, had a crazy week. Um, I was going out every single night just like dinners and events and and I called him one day and I was on FaceTime and I was just crying I was like crying. I was like dude. I don't like I got to like stop I, I'm not cuz he invited me to this like party. He was having I was like I can't go dude. like I just I got to like be alone tonight, you know, and and it was cool I just like kind of brought it back to when I was like because f- when I was like 14 I didn't manage a team I didn't have to speak community of, you know do the whole networking thing yeah. and play the politics and do all this like I would just go to Starbucks and open up my laptop and get like a cappuccino and just like work and that's what I did that night and it felt great you know it's just like go back to that mm.
2: yeah 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 for sure it's what good too you? What was, what was the question do you show your emotion like when you're sad do you do i show, show emotion? yeah are you comfortable showing I it am, do you guys believe in astrology i <laughs> okay. I'm,
5: I'm, I'm, kind of, really? a, I'm
2: like a textbook cancer like i am so emotional it's ridiculous um and i i feel feel bad for jacob sometimes so apologies for that but like like he said i mean I'm, um, I'm, I'm the one that's on FaceTime with you when you're crying. So, um, yeah, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I definitely show my emotions. Um, and like Jacob said, though, it is, it is really important to, to like put your best foot forward, like in, in like, um, work situations or any situation, school situations, um, and kind of be a rock uh, you know what I mean but always make sure that you have that person that you can be vulnerable with because it's very important to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and that has helped me kind of work out some of my issues uh, and like just being able to talk about it and express my emotions Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting because are
0: you guys comfortable showing emotion?
1: sometimes I don't like to show sad emotions sad emotions why not? I just feel way too vulnerable like I feel really weak
2: Mm. In front of who, though?
1: It's in front of anyone in general. Even my family. I just don't like to show it.
2: Really? What yeah. do you What do you not... What feels uncomfortable about vulnerability?
1: For me, it just feels like I should be the one helping them, not they should have to be helping. It feels me. selfish? Yeah, it feels selfish mm. for me. Okay.
4: Interesting. Interesting. What about you guys? Um, I'd say so. I always talk about my feelings with Kyle. Nice. Of, I always come to him to like, for any help I need. And nice. I, I appreciate it that mm. I have somebody like you, Gail. Yeah,
3: totally. That's great. I think vulnerability is, per- I don't know, I, I've started to become more comfortable with it because I, I think, you know, when I was like, like literally I feel like in the past year I've become a lot more comfortable with like sharing it mm-hmm. instead of bottling it all up. And it feels great. I mean, like I think, I you know, I, I would hope that either your family or the people around you can always comfort you if you want to like, if you want to feel sad or if you want to cry. I feel like I've cried a lot in the past, like, two months. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I just have my That's moments, funny. man. Yeah,
2: I think, like, it's important to to build a culture like that. Like, yeah. And the average are.
3: person is going to want to support you. Like, I don't, sure. you know, I don't we think we all to r-
2: see each other be better. Yeah, right?
3: I don't think we're yeah. going to look at someone crying and be like, stop crying. And you're, like, the, you know,
2: you're totally okay with being like, you should, you should totally like, it. let
0: it out, man. Just let it <laughs> out. You know, it's funny because yesterday we were having this whole kind of like talk with each other on how we've been feeling like in the past few months. Like, you know, we've been feeling kind of distant from each other and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about vulnerability and that I think the reason we felt that way is because sometimes we don't express our emotions with each other. And that has caused us to feel kind of distant because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't know if he's happy or you're sad, you don't. I feel like when someone doesn't show that they're sad,
3: it feels robotic and kind of like. Oh no! Like totally. you don't really know him. Who, totally, like, who he is and stuff. Totally, I mean that—that's even you know I, it's cool because I think we're kind of touching upon a lot of points here that even at Flight House, like we really try and stand for, and you know, like for for me for me as a leader and like us kind of putting together this structure. Um, even yesterday, I thought it was a good step forward towards like how I want it to feel, mm-hmm. and I understand that. Sometimes certain employees aren't going to want to, like, share their problems in front of everybody. But I do want it to be uh, an environment where we can all be vulnerable with each other. And, you know, some people opened up more than others. But, like, it was cool that even just the two or three people kind of opened up with some of their deepest insecurities at work and their biggest challenges. And I was just trying to be there just because it's intuitive to me. Like when someone's like, oh, you know, I was feeling, I just, you know, my challenge right now is I feel anxious about this and this and this. And, you know, like someone was like, I feel anxious about people on set and, you know, what people like think about me and if I'm doing the right job. And I was like, what? you're doing a great job. Like, I don't like I think you're overthinking it. Like, generally speaking, you know, anxiety is one of those things where we make it such a bigger thing in our head than it actually is. And it helps to have people around you being like, like you you know, I'll, I'll be like, Jake, am I acting weird right now? He's like, no, you're acting fine. I was like, all right, just making sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, even just down to, yeah, just the authenticity of who we are, what we want to express. And, For sure. And, uh, yeah, just I think, like, I want everyone in that team to feel comfortable with that because we shouldn't, as a, as a team, we shouldn't, like, we shouldn't ever fear if we're going to fear judgment, it should be fearing judgment from, and not that that's an okay thing, but the team should be the most comfortable. Like it should almost feel like family Mm -hmm. where it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what's not perfect about you. You're here because you're good at doing something and we're going to help support you even during the days where, you know, you're just not feeling it. But I think it takes that courage a little bit sometimes from people to just open up. Mm -hmm. But we want people to feel comfortable with that.
2: For sure. Yeah. Like you said, like that's something that we really try to like, just bake into like what we're doing you know um because we are trying like i i believe we're trying to change the world you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think i think we totally can do that especially with the young adult audience that's like about to like rule the world like Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that if you and you guys are creating something super amazing right now Mm -hmm. um if you're not feeling it if you're not like if you're not here for it make sure that internally you start talking about it And everybody else listening if you're if you're building something as well make sure that you are creating the culture inside because that's just radiating out Mm -hmm. and and it is really important for us to have those end of the week meetings where it's like whatever you say goes like if you're upset if you're having a bad day or if you feel anxious about something tell us about it because now i know how you work and and i can i can personalize myself for you Mm. And I can help excel what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know? So if you guys aren't feeling it or if you're, like, um, if you're not understanding, like, where things are going to go, just, like, bring it in and then yeah. like, talk about
3: it. Yeah, and, you know, be empathetic too, right? Like, you know, I... I I've even heard you guys sometimes on on some of the podcasts be like, oh, uh, right, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard like, oh, I don't like the way that you do this. or yeah. And it's cool to have that raw conversation. I think it's really interesting you guys record it and put it out, which is awesome. Yeah. But like, you know, I would definitely keep doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like just ask each other. Like I'm going to send out this email this week to everybody on the team that's like, what's one thing you want me to keep doing? What's one thing you don't like me doing? Mm-hmm. Just so I can get a sense of like, Because there might be something and maybe just because they're like, oh, he's the boss, whatever, that maybe they might not feel comfortable like telling me, hey, I, I don't like when you call me out in front of everybody and like have me give an idea. I'd rather you talk to me one on one. So just like having that internal conversation and just talking and being like, you know, what you guys appreciate about each other what just talk through it you know but but if you're empathetic on both ends just don't take anything personal it's just for the betterment of teenager therapy and you know the product and that's what it's all about it's nothing should be taken personally it's all for the success of the team and and the product at the end of the day um but i think i think that would help yeah because i notice every time
0: that we talk as a group is when I feel the closest with everyone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we stop doing that, that's when I start to feel distant because I don't know what mm-hmm. they're feeling. So I, dude, we, why we, we didn't think of that like weekly things yeah. where we just yeah. kind of say how how we're feeling and like what. Yeah, we're doing. and just no
3: judgment. Like you guys seem yeah. like cool people. Like that's so important. Just make sure anybody that you let step into the team that you're creating mm-hmm. is on your same wave. Yeah. You know, and it's not anybody that is going to judge yeah that's really important um and jake you said that you deal with
0: anxiety right right um i think a lot of teenagers feel that way you know every time we ask on our instagram stories like um you know how's everyone feeling and they're like oh just i I struggle with anxiety a lot Mm. so i just i'm kind of curious what do you feel what does it feel like because Mm. a a lot of people are confused like am i feeling anxiety what am i feeling and how do you deal with it
2: yeah yeah yeah. um what do i feel i feel I feel you have to start watching for, like, physical effects, right? Because everybody has a little bit of anxiety. Um, every, like, And anxiety is not necessarily a, a, a bad thing. It serves a purpose, right? It makes you say, like, all right, I need to get out of bed. I need to make sure that I put on my clothes today. I got to get to school. I have to do this. I have to do that. And, like, you are constantly doing something like that. And it's also kind of a way to be, like, I, I want to, like, I need to back out of this situation because like maybe that wasn't the best thing I should have done. You know what I mean? And that's really what that does for you. But once your body gets all out of whack and your brain is kind of like super confused, you start playing these things in your mind that is that is absolutely not true, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know that it's not true, and then you really can't put a finger on why you still feel that way. Mm. Um, that's what anxiety is, and then also <coughs> it turns into Sorry, it turns into break. more of a uh, into physical effects. So when you feel it in your chest, mm. or when when mm. you uh, when you like literally can't breathe when you uh drink as much water as you can but you're like why am i so thirsty um Mm. when you can't even say a word when Mm. it doesn't come out Mm. those are physical effects that that ultimately can lead to other issues yeah um like actual like health issues um even like diabetes guys did you know this do you know anxiety can cause this really stress I never diabetes Stress. yeah i, yeah. I think just any kind of like yeah. men- mental toll right stress right. depression
3: stress
0: anxiety so much. Yeah. yeah so it's and, and on like, your
2: mind yeah you really really should should take care of these things and you should find like take action like i said um to to kind of figure out what works for you um and that's that's what anxiety feels like mm. um yeah some ways that i've like you know remedied it in the past is um, there's a lot of like, uh, I mean, take care of your diet. Make sure you're not eating junk. I love Taco Bell so much.
1: Yeah. Yo, <laughs> what's your order? What,
2: what's my order? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. So, <laughs> I love uh, bean burritos, no onions. Um, we should get Taco Bell after, by the way. Yo. No, bro. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> he knows that I will. Like, literally, dude, 100%. I'm like, I'm down. I've never um, had it. No, no, no. Yeah, my my order is a uh, bean burrito, no onions. Um okay with Making me hungry with mild sauce. I love the mild sauce, but like, I don't want to be like, I don't want people to like make fun of me when I'm like asking for mild sauce. So I always ask for the fire sauce too. And sometimes I eat it because I'm, you know, I don't want to be like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you yeah. get the potato grill and then I too, do right? a, a potato. Oh, soft so potato taco. yeah, spicy potato, soft taco. Woo, I had Taco Bell. So good. In my life. You? Is yeah, it actually? So what do you get, kevin I get the chicken
5: quesadilla.
2: Oh, a nice. Egg. Okay. Oh, that's, that's, awesome. that's just like my Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even and i like i tried i step out of my comfort zone and i'm like i'm gonna try this today and <laughs> i'm like why did i do that because my order is so perfect already but anyway ruling it back that's what anxiety is Taco Bell. um and if you have that issue guys um make sure that you're figuring something out for yourself um take a little time um take 90 seconds um or just like keep a journal you guys keep journals
0: no. No? Why?
2: I used um, to. Well, kinda. I mean, is it like feelings journals? I mean, it, it can, can be. be. You want right? it, it? It really can be, and you that that that's what like because I used to keep journals all the time, and I just never finished them. I'd like write in it every day and be like, uh, "Hey, girl," <laughs> but no. Um, but until I realize it's like I don't need to use this thing every day. I can just write in it. It can be a sentence. It could be two sentences, and that's it. Really? I, I literally was able to be like I, I'm able to like I know exactly how I feel I know that if I need to like go to my journal and kind of like write out my thoughts I can I know that if I need to like create a goal for myself I I'm able to bullet point it out like for the next three months or so it's a really important tool hmm. yeah.
3: why, why do you guys feel like um, like anxiety and all this is becoming such like a much bigger thing right now I think people are like versus, starting pre- to talk about versus it? previous like
2: generations of young adults I I think that we are facing things that have never been faced before that's true we're on we are immediately connected at all times Um, and we are comparing ourselves to anyone and everyone really Um,
3: Well, because of social media a lot or but even that you can compare yourself to people that you meet for sure you know for
2: sure but I mean we all try to be something that uh, like I said like we want to be perceived As well, like as best as possible, and also like you know, keeping up, making sure that you're doing your part. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think there's there's and then you have like your political climates and Mm. all that factored in. Social media kind of spreads (laughs) the. Bad news
0: a lot more, and people start to like get a cynical view of the world. I feel like that has something to do with it.
3: You guys saw the thing about Instagram, the likes. likes. Oh my, I just, yeah.
1: Well, by next week,
3: by next week, they're gonna get rid of likes. I think you'll be able to see them on your dashboard, but no one's gonna know how many
2: likes you're getting on a post. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's starting to roll out. I think a few people will start noticing it, and then, um, Yeah, probably by the end of the year. What are your thoughts on it? I thought that
3: guy, Chris, had an interesting outlook on it. He was like, because a lot of people look at it and the surface level answer is, oh, it's Instagram's answer to mental health and, you know, because too many, I don't even know, like in high school, maybe right now it's like, oh, you know, Todd gets only 100 likes in his photo. He's a loser. Like, I don't know if it's that conversation, which it's like, I guess, but also they're going to have followers. They're going to have comments. They're going to have, you're still posting yourself, right? So it's like, There's so many other ways you can compare yourself that didn't feel like the reason they did it, but I think that's one reason. But I think another part which is interesting is um, to maybe make an effort to make Instagram more authentic because right now, because it's so based on like... Like for me, I know what does well on my Instagram. Like if I post like a cool photo of me with a cool back, backdrop, it's probably going to do well. If I post a photo of my coffee, it's probably not going to do well. And I'm kind of like creating this curated... And I do it from an industry perspective, in my opinion. Just so like when people go on my Instagram, they're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, it checks out. He's legit. Like I look at it as like a digital resume. Oh. That's how I approach it. I'm not really like... It's a business. Oh, let me get those likes. Yeah, it's like right. very much like a business thing, um, but it could be interesting if people do get more authentic with it because they're not going to really care as much about their likes and they're just going to start posting uh, photos. And I think that's why TikTok's working so well right now is because like it's just random. Yeah, it's random. Editing. People don't trip about getting a hundred views, a thousand views. Like people are. It's random. It's sporadic and it's real and it's funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think that's why they're they're thriving right now. Thank okay. you. Mm, I, I feel like it's kind of weird that likes, you could still see the likes. Yeah. I, I think feel like so that kind so. of don't defeats quote, the purpose. Don't quote me on that. I think you'll be able to still see it. I think I saw something too. Yeah. If you can't, it'll be interesting because like, it'll be interesting for brands mm-hmm. buying sponsored posts. Cause then it's like, how are you going to me- I mean, you can probably still measure engagement, Yeah. but big decision. So I'm sure they have a lot of reasons why they're doing it. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about like flight house and
0: stuff and what you guys do. So I noticed you guys started out uh, as a music like remix company something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah.
3: You put- yeah, so basically um we acquired Flighthouse when it was at like a million something followers. Um and we we acquired it from uh these two kind of like cuz I was like 18 at the time and they were like we were all around the same age and so we were working on it and then we acquired it. Um but yeah, basically the way it got started is they would upload essentially like it was like two kids right yeah it was two kids edits and remixes of songs that like weren't available on musically at the time Mm -hmm. so musically's library was mainly like whatever you could find officially on the app and they were uploading like edits and remixes and all these different things where it would be like you know side to side mashed up with like post malone's Mm -hmm. um i don't know like Rockstar whatever and it sounded really cool and some of our videos got anywhere from like 10,000 to 100,000 to a million reposts per like upload. Mm. And that's what really grew it. And then in the past six months, we've sort of pivoted to become like a short form mobile content brand on TikTok. And yeah, I mean that's kind of where it started and where it's at now. That's interesting. And how did you learn to like do all this?
0: How do you go from being like an 18-year-old and then like suddenly you're like the CEO? Like yeah. who teaches you this? How do you figure this out?
3: I'm I'm still figuring it out today, still dude. It yeah, out. for sure. I think I've thought about this. I think a lot of it is intuition. Mm-hmm. Um It's interesting because I've started to become more confident in like my knowledge and my abilities because I remember when I was like 17 like I was still confident but I would definitely meet people and be like wow this person's like so smart they have like all this info and then what you start to learn is that everybody's figuring it out every day hmm. including the people that you think know what they're doing are still figuring it out some people just have more experience than others yeah. but now I feel like I can hold my own in a lot of conversations like if somebody's like digital and growth and boom i'm just and i'm also very honest right Mm -hmm. like people look at me as like the tiktok expert sometimes and they're like (laughs) yo how do i get to a million followers and i'm like first of all a loaded question second of all that's a question for people on our marketing team Mm -hmm. i don't know how to do that but they do Mm -hmm. you know and that's their job and that's 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 what they do um and i learn about the process and i know enough to sell it but the way like 16 year old me would have answered that question is like oh i got to show them that i'm smart so like let me k- tell them the answer but now i'm like if i don't know something i'm like i don't know like yeah. i don't know right just like ask. yeah just if i don't know something i'm not going to like BS, I'll just say that I don't know, because like, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're learning every day, and I think that's perfectly fine. Most people know that, like, most professional people know everyone's learning, and they're like, willing to help. Yeah. People are willing to help for the most part. Totally. But yeah, I mean, in the professional industry, like, in professional, or in the professional industry, at least, like, you know, you got a lot of people that just kind of like, have put on this image, and like, they know everything, and they know everybody, but like, I think, you know, even to your point earlier about like, how to express yourself, I think, I love I love a lot of the other people that are like outside of our team cuz like mm. there's like people that take themselves so seriously, right? That it's like my way of countering that is to be the complete opposite and just be like I'm just going to be super like goofy in this meeting Cause and they start laughing, you know what I mean? Like they start cracking up and they like break character cuz there's a lot of people in entertainment that like take themselves so seriously yeah. <laughs> and I'll just you know like I'll be super sarcastic back and like not like to them but just like oh this is like it's funny. There's a lot of humor, in my opinion, with how serious stuff can be sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And Jake, what kind I'm of stuff do you the antics. do? Yeah, so,
2: what'd you say? I said you're familiar with the antics. Oh, all the antics. Do
3: you have a favorite moment of mine, actually? Nope. Yes, <laughs> you do. Come on. Man.
2: Let's hear it. Uh, uh, what, what, what do I like that you do? Um,
3: I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I like that you do. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. I was wow. too okay, there's you. this one thing that he does. This is very simple, but, like, when you feel... Like, you do this, like, sarcastic thing where, like, when you, like, want to show that you're, like, sick or something, you're, like, Burr. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Burr. Like, oh, like
4: if I'm, like...
3: Like, if you think that something's gross.
4: Oh, like, yeah, yeah, Burr. Just,
2: like, it makes me gag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> Expression. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's what it is. <laughs> <"Burr." laughs> uh, wow, what do I like that you do, man? There's, like, too many. Um, there's so many things. What do you do? Oh, he has this bit where it's, like, he's, like... He's like a, like a, in a gospel choir or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like,
3: uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. oh, yeah. praise the Lord.
2: And it's like, yeah, it's like the funniest thing you do.
3: Got some Taco Bell after.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay. Reel into that. No. Uh, what do I do? Um, I, like I said, a lot of the, a lot of the brand stuff, um, focusing on just making sure that it's consistent, making sure that we're creating a culture that, like, we can be proud of inside the team and then also out. Like, what are we – what are we really – you know, like, we're a a content team. Like, we we make entertainment for young adults that it just happens to be in the palm of your hand, like, Mm. at all times. Um, And that's really, really cool. But at the same time, we are also – I, you know, making sure that we are keeping it like we're changing people's lives. We're, we're, we're making sure that people are, are equal. We're making sure that we are, we're standing up for leadership. Um, and, and those are, those are the things that like we kind of like ingrain in what we do. Mm-hmm. And also staying interactive with like our audience is a big thing because, you know, Hollywood's not just about like, you know big blockbuster movies anymore actually like it's not it doesn't even need to be that anymore you can open up your laptop and you can record a podcast or you can open up tiktok and record a 30 second movie and then live in like alabama somewhere and then literally next day you have a million followers Mm -hmm. and now you're flying to hollywood because somebody wants to work with you and that's kind of the stuff that we like i'm looking for Mm -hmm. um that's what i love to create um so making sure that things stay creative, mm-hmm. making sure that things stay interactive. That's um, interesting, and that's what I love. Yeah. <laughs> we have almost
3: a million views on a YouTube video that we uploaded five days ago. Really? Yeah. Was it with Noen? No, it way. was the one with Ash Nico. Ash Nico. Oh really? I mean, sorry, five hundred thirty-seven thousand. Okay. But like, <laughs> hey. that's impressive, that's dude. That's yeah.
2: crazy. So we made this YouTube. We we made this YouTube channel. Um, like. Last minute because we noticed that people were like taking our videos and then posting them on YouTube And if you don't know much about like YouTube and like the back end of YouTube You can like claim any anything that people upload of your content So if you like if I if someone uploads my video I can say that's my video and then you get the money for that, too, you know, Mm. what I mean, so we were like We got to make sure that we're like hopping on this. It's cool. And we want (coughs) them to be the first we want us to be the first stop for you to see our stuff you know what i mean it's stoked that people share it i love yeah it. that's but awesome like, yeah so um so yeah we 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 started the youtube channel started uploading everything up there and it just like i mean like kind of blew up a little mm-hmm. bit like it's not we're not like at you know millions of subscribers at this point but yeah it's, we're getting it's there. doing well
3: no but to your point um i think that's what's really exciting about flight house right now is there's so many sectors that we can disrupt it's like you know all of our content is meant to be consumed on your phone and more specifically vertically um like obviously TikTok is a vertical um app but even if you look at like our YouTube content for example like uh let me pull it up um if you if you look at our, our YouTube content it's all like uploaded vertically so when you watch it, it oh really it. that yeah. happens yeah it's but it's not oh. it's not meant to be consumed on your on your laptop because like we know all of our fans are on mobile yeah um, and yeah. so so that's just where we see the future of like entertainment going is like again not to say that not to say that blockbuster films are gonna go out of business like it'll always be or there. even
2: turn vertical they the yeah. <laughs> wouldn't do
3: that <laughs> right I mean but who knows right like yes. just with Netflix and even them like all i'm saying is and i don't know if this will ever happen but it's almost kind of like because platforms like netflix have so much money almost imagine a world where they they're putting out such quality films mm. that it's like watch this movie on netflix a day before it comes out in theaters or something mm. which like isn't unrealistic for them yeah, to be like or I or, or i've heard that people can can people kind of somewhat predict that the way movies are going to be watched in the future is like home theaters are, are going to get more advanced and then it'll just be like, Oh yeah. Like I'll just watch this from the comfort of my own home or on my VR. Right. <laughs> so like it could even get, th- I'm just saying like everything has, is room for disruption and technology has always done that. And Netflix did that with blockbuster and you know, the, f- like the film industry, the, bl- like the movie industry has been going on for so long that like something's got to happen in the next like 30 years. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's that, you know, for Flight House. It's also, like, just doing stuff like this, which is really cool because I think, like, we genuinely do stand for trying to empower, like, the next generation of young adults and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of operating between this, like, what, like, 16 to 20, 22-year-old demo. Yes. Um But, you know, we want to just, like, really... I don't know. I mean, I, I think what we have to offer is really cool, and we're still kind of building on it, obviously, but, like, we do want to expand into um, live events and, you know, festivals, potentially, and, um, you know, content, of course, And but I think having substance and a mission to what we do, um, so it's not just like, oh, let's just, like, you know what, let's raise a bunch of money, let's do a bunch of content, let's make some money, like, I, I think it's always had a very, very strong mission to it, which... I think we've always discussed is like to entertain and inspire. Entertain and inspire. There's um, like,
0: TikTok still doesn't make money, right? Like, per, you, you don't make money per view.
3: Not per view, but I, it hopefully it'll get there yeah, in the next that would like be, year.
0: I think that would be huge.
3: Yeah, it'd that be dope. It and even now, we're launching a lot of like, we're starting to launch more brands on TikTok mm-hmm. that are all like short form mobile um, content brands. And so we have a lot of ideas. Yeah. yeah.
6: Um, have you guys ever like failed at something? Yeah, totally. 100%.
3: Um, I think failure is a hundred percent part of the process. And I I think now we're sort of hitting a really good stride. I mean, look like I've, I've failed personally. Um, it might not look like it, but they were all lessons. You know what I mean? And that's just the right way to look at them is like, they're not, I I know it sounds cheesy, but it's very true. Like it's not a failure. It's a lesson and you're just going to fail sometimes. And sometimes we're not always the best. Like I, I want to get up and wake up every morning at like 6am sometimes I'll just sleep in and yeah I feel a little guilty but I'm just like on to the next day like I'll just wake up at 6am the next day get my workout in and not every day is going to be perfect you know so like those are like micro failures on like a day to day that like yes we face but then there's also like my YouTube channel never really popped off my record label never really popped off like um, you know I had a couple businesses that didn't really make a bunch of money that I lost money on in high school and like that's fine like it all led to where we're at now, which I have to be thankful for. But even for Flight House, like we, I, I, I feel like we really weren't succeeding all that much in, until sure. the past like six months, really. Sure. Like, yeah, we had a lot of numbers, but I don't think we had figured out our content. I think we were spending too much on content. We weren't making a lot of money. Yeah, Like we were losing a lot of money and it felt for like the past year, it was like, it, it kind of felt like, I felt like I had imposter syndrome a little bit, mm-hmm. where I was like, why does everybody, what am I even doing, right? Because yeah. this was before the TikTok thing happened. This was before a lot of really cool press came our way. And most, more importantly, a lot of success in our content numbers and a lot of success financially that we're now having. But yeah, like for a while it was like, I don't know. I felt like we were kind of like, dir- you know, not directionless, but not, I don't think any of us had the answers, but we tried and tried and tried until we figured
2: it out. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Yeah taking those failures and just, like, moving and moving and moving. Sometimes failure, like, you need failure. Like, Uh you really do. I think that you, uh, as soon as you recognize it and identify what it is, then it kind of makes you, like, all right, got to move on to the next thing.
3: But the most important thing is to take action, right? Like, you should never, never, ever, ever fear failure. Um, And I don't think... Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we do much at this point, right? Like we don't really, f- I don't fear failure of anything. It's like, all right, on in the next, Like yeah. figure it out. It's going to happen. Like it's going to happen, but you don't know unless you try. Sure. What's one thing that like you guys um, are wanting to do right now that maybe you're fearing failure of, okay. if anything?
6: Well, um, asking someone
3: out to prom. So <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: last year uh, I ran For I ran to be my student body president, Mm -hmm. but um, I lost. And then so and but the new ASB advisor he's encouraging me to run again, Mm -hmm. and I'm still debating do it whether to do Do it. Do you want to do it? Because I already failed in the past, and I don't want to lose again. Do
3: you You want to do it though? Do you want to? Yeah, I do. Do it. Like, just what? What did if you can articulate it? What did you learn from the last time failing that you feel like you can apply now? If anything, should you have had more ads, should you have told more people, like anything like that?
6: I think I should have been more persuasive okay. in my speech and stuff.
3: So if you really want it, then, you know, in the next, when, when do you need to start like your oh, campaign or um, whatever?
6: Not till later, like maybe April.
3: Okay. So you have time. Yeah. Mm. I think in the next like three to six months, just write down the things you want to improve on and then just figure out a way to get better. And it could be it could mean reading books, it could mean going to a Toastmasters club and practicing public speaking, it could mean finding a mentor in public speaking. I mean look, I think you guys do incredible stuff and you can take those gifts and like this opportunity you guys have right now and use that leverage to get in the door with like you know a public speaker that you're like hey what's like some advice you might have for me to be a more persuasive speaker I don't know whatever it might be so I just think people want to help people like you you know what I mean and I'm kind of catching I don't want to say the tail end but I think in the next like year or two like I personally have this like gap where I can use that leverage to catapult into the next level Um, but you guys are young and people always want to help young people and especially people young people that are doing cool stuff so
2: yeah I think, well, you mentioned, like, being a little more persuasive. I think just, like, a good way of being persuasive is knowing your influence, too. So know kind of where you stand in those things. And, True. like, try to influence people to to, <clears throat> to not only vote for you, but but be better. And, you yeah. know what I mean?
3: Like, knowing what you stand for. So,
2: yeah. Totally. That makes sense. You guys got anything?
4: Oh, I got something. How do you guys find the motivation to, to do these things, the things you want to do? the things we don't want to do motivation. The you want to do.
3: Oh. I think it's pretty intuitive. Like I th- I think I don't know. I mean, I feel like some you either to an I don't I mean, to an extent you kind of have it or you don't. You know what I mean? But also, look, like you might be asking that question being like, and I don't know, I'm just I'm not saying you don't, I'm just saying anybody could ask that question. And the assumption is that you lack motivation, but there's a difference between lacking motivation and having and and fearing failure fearing boom 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 because like you know in your mind like like you don't have to know who you want to be but if you know that person you want to be that's all the motivation you need and everything else is just you know overcoming like the fear of failure or judgment or whatever it might be but i don't know i mean i definitely i have my i think I actually saw this graph recently that was like um, I think Russ shared it or something on Instagram but it was hey you guys like Russ or is it like, yeah, or, he's, okay. like it. he's like yeah I I just see him on Instagram I don't know his music you like crushes he makes a lot of money though. he's like really suc- like not look like he's got a super cool audience and I respect him for that yeah. and I think he knows how to do that but he shared this thing that was basically like you know happiness kind of comes in waves like or or it was something along the lines of like we have peaks of happiness and then we go to this like plateau of happiness and we peak and then we plateau and then we peak and we plateau and, we and, we plateau. and that's just like i think a lot of people are like that right like you'll yeah. sometimes you'll get in your swings where you're like i got this like let's go and then you know i don't think anybody's really like happy all the time like yeah, for sure. you can have like good energy and whatever but um i don't know my motivation's been pretty like intuitive i guess but also Again, I I don't, at this point, I don't really fear failure like that much in in a project sense. Yeah.
2: Um, How do you find motivation? I think that you have to jump on the opportunity as soon as you feel motivated. Mm. Jump into it really, really quickly and you're probably going to fail. That's part of it. Um, Or you might not and that's even better. But jump into it. And then know that you're going to have to take a little time to learn. There's going to be a, a, a period where you just have to learn and you have to be okay with probably sucking really bad. Mm. So, That's a good point. Like um, jump
3: on it when you have the motivation. Yeah.
2: yeah. So And that in itself can be motivating if you look at it in a, in a more positive light. right? It's like, all right, this right, I'm going to fail. That's cool. Like I'm okay with that. Um, and then also surrounding yourself with a team and a culture like you guys have. Um, to to keep pushing you, yeah. Keep the when more. when you don't want to do it. There's, I mean, there's definitely times when I've just been like so exhausted, and Jacob's like, "Hey, dude, like you got this. Like you can totally, you can totally make it happen." I think that you're just like, you're not, like, you're seeing something in yourself that like no one else sees. So it's like you know, have the team that that can push you yeah. through that too. And you know, what you.
3: gives me a lot of motivation too is like just. I mean, look, I think there's a few pillars to it, right? It's like, we can accomplish whatever we want in this life. Like, we really can. Like, whatever we set our minds to, we can make happen. And we're going to go through our, like, imperfections and our doubts. But, like, we can do anything that we want to do if we set our minds to it. Um, Second, though, I think just, like, stepping out of your comfort zone in the sense of, like, not, I mean, yes, it's great to have a great team and empower each other, but like learn what else is out there. Like, if you guys are podcasting, like, what's going on in the like, you know, do you guys want to come to our studio and like check that out and you know, meet a bunch of new people and see what that's all about? Right? Cuz like for me, when I go to New York and, you know, Palm Desert and I'm meeting all these people, you learn how much bigger the world is beyond this bubble that yeah. you live in in high school. You know what I mean? And and that gives me a bunch of motivation. That's probably one of the most motivating things for me is just realizing, dude, you guys, I guarantee you, like you take what you have and you walk into Spotify or wherever which is like a very realistic thing and I guarantee you they're going to be like this is really freaking cool what you guys are doing this is where we think it can go and this is how Mm -hmm. we can grow Mm -hmm. and there's nothing that motivates you and gives you more clarity and vision than when you step out and you learn like how much people value what you're doing Mm -hmm. right because I get it that and I think you guys talked about this on one of the episodes you were like sometimes I forget who said it you were like sometimes I don't really feel like anybody really cares or really like listens did some when you guys say that I think I did. yeah it was you, but also don't you guys get a lot of feedback like hey you really helped push yeah and that's yeah we for, do yeah for me that's not the most motivating thing to me but it like it's cool like when someone's like yo like one of my vlogs one of my yeah. vlogs the other day they were like yo Jacob you're an inspiration and blah 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 and like that's my one of my main goals through doing that is just to like inspire and so to get that validation is cool but I'd say yeah I mean look. Quote me on what I said earlier. With what you guys have right now, you guys are in a unique position. And on the topic of like insecurities and whatever, like, yeah, there might be that dude and you know that plays football that or whoever that like looks super social and good looking and you know r- cool guy whatever. But like he doesn't have this or he or she doesn't have this, and mm. I think that's way more power and influence in the world mm-hmm. than whatever amount of social influence. And I'm just say, saying based on the you know stereotypes that. I like saw in high school was like people like that. And some of them, it's like, what are they up to now? Right. Like, yeah, I um, but I think you guys can take this leverage and use it to get in the door with a lot of people, yeah. but I wouldn't be discouraged by like, sometimes people don't even answer my emails. Yeah. I reach out to them, you know what I mean? But you got to look at the ones that do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Do you talk to anyone from your high school? Yeah. Really? I have like a close circle of friends. Like mm. I have a group chat actually back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah it's like seven or eight people oh really yeah we kind of stay in touch and stuff but yeah but but um and i see them like whenever i go to like thanksgiving and christmas and all that Mm -hmm. yeah but um yeah
0: was it a big change kind of like everyone kind of grew up and they did their own thing Were you ever um do you ever wonder where they are now
3: um some of them i mean we stayed in touch over like instagram and stuff so i kind of see the friends you talk to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean I, I have a lot of my high school friends on instagram still Uh uh-huh. um interesting. yeah but it's 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 pretty surreal like even just seeing where they're at and everybody's journeys right like even just being right here right now it's kind of surreal like mm-hmm. like we all made decisions in our lives in the past like you know, whatever few years that led us all to meet up right here right now. And it's for a reason, but it's just crazy to think about, right? Like it just started from like me being on my laptop, like Mm -hmm. starting a YouTube channel. You never know where anything. Yeah, exactly. That's that's interesting. But I think the difference between what I was doing, and this is a fact is that again, like on the topic of failure, like you just can't give up, like you just can't give up. Like you got to just get back down. If you get pushed back or if you get pushed down, just Mm -hmm. sum up the strength to come back up because I was always trying new stuff in high school, like always new projects. And I think the difference between me and a lot of other people that were like my similar age is like they would do something for a bit, have a little bit of success. And then they were like, all right, cool, I'm done now. Mm -hmm. And like, they wouldn't keep trying or like, I I knew a handful of friends that had businesses and I was always like, Oh, like I was, I was competitive, right? I was like, I'm gonna make a more successful business than like they can, but then they made something and never really followed through. But I was, I would always follow through, and if I didn't follow through, I would tr- move on to something just else. Like consistency, yeah, just consistency, yeah. just every day. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Um, I saw on the podcast that like when you were a sophomore, you read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Did, do you still like? What are you? Some books you enjoy, and like how did it affect yeah. you? Yeah.
3: Mm. So yeah, that's a good question. Um. So like when I was when I was in high school, the, one of the first books I picked up was uh, how to or or uh, all you need to know about the music business. And what's interesting about that book is like it didn't really. It was a, it's a super technical book, so it's like it tells you about like publishing royalties and you know what a master is and what a composition is and all these different things. And but I feel like it it did help to give me vision. Because it was, like, whenever I'd read the book and I'd read about, like, Jimmy Iovine, like, being in his office with plaques behind him, I'd be, like, I don't know why. I would just subconsciously envision, like, I want to be, the, like, in a setting like that mm-hmm. one day. And not even necessarily in that role. I just, I want to be in a setting like that one day. And it's kind of surreal. But there's, like, for whatever reason, when I go to Universal, it always reminds me of that book. Because I'm, like, this yeah. is exactly how I imagine this looking like. Um but he, okay so I'll suggest some books but then I have an answer to this question like how to win friends and influence people is really good um have you read that
5: oh
3: no oh you've read that have you read I've it read you, so you, many you read, read, books yeah yeah I mean very the classic ones. very straightforward advice mm-hmm. right um at this point though like when I first came out here when I was like 16. I had a backpack full of books and I was like super into reading I was like read all like I would read like 30 minutes a day I was like a nut with it mm-hmm. and I went through a bunch of books and I think when I was like 18 19 it's funny I read this um I read this one book called uh, 4 hour work week and there was a part in the book where it's like if you read a book and you don't think it's good you don't don't feel the pressure to you know uh, continue with it mm-hmm. and after I read that I was like oh, okay like, cause I used to like be crazy with discipline. Like if you open a book, Jacob, you need to finish it. Otherwise like you're, you know, you're this kind of person. And then when I read that, I was like, all right, so didn't like a book, put it down. And I ended up like, I ended up getting like 10% of the way into like 50 books because <laughs> of that advice. But, um, I guess my, my point is, I journaled a lot when I first came out here, and I still do. And it's really interesting looking at the notebooks. And when I was 16, my way of thinking was very much influenced by what I was reading. Mm-hmm. It was like I, very much influenced, very theoretical, very like, h- h- you know, hypothesis. And, and But what ideas are worth nothing if you're not gonna take action on them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, in my opinion, when I like stopped reading stuff like that, I started to learn who I was and who I wanted to be and I think books are great for inspiration, but it's not the truth. Like you have the truth in you. Um, and that's just something to understand is like they're good for inspiration and like learning new words and, and hearing someone else's truth, but like just always know that you have the best ideas like read up your, your own values. values.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. your truth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think books. there's two books for me. I'm gonna keep it sh- keep it short. Sorry, I was like extended no, it's cool. You're fine. <laughs> um, no, um how to win friends and influence people. Obviously, like that's definitely one book that like got me out of my comfort zone, helped me uh talk to people, helped me figure out like um like just how to be influ- like influential. It's like really I was cool I was saying. Um and then also You have,
3: like a favorite part in that book, a favorite uh, lesson?
2: I love what what he says about like knowing, like making sure that you know someone's name. It's, oh, very, yeah. it's very very, it's very important to know know someone's name because that's the one thing that they own. Um, it's a great book. Even one of them is just like listening. It's so simple, but it's so obvious. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for sure. Just listening. And yeah. then also just being like, super interested in what that person has to say because that that means something that something to that person So like just really really engaging and being like wow, that's so interesting. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> like, totally um, so <laughs> so that
3: <laughs> I didn't even mean that I, didn't... I was like
1: no, I'm totally
2: <laughs> um, yeah, exactly So I mean just engaging and making sure that you you give your undivided attention to everyone in the room and making sure that it's like you know, it's so I love that. I love that book. I mean, also there's another one. It's kind of funny and very, very repetitive. And I can literally sum it up in like maybe a paragraph, but like it's called the five second rule. Mm. Have you guys heard of this one? No. Nope. Okay. So the five second rule, the idea is to anytime there's something that you think that you can't do or you want to do, then you count down from five, four, three, two, one. And then as soon as you're done, you do it. And what that does, and, and it started with a lady that, like, she she was struggling with, like, addiction and, like, a few other things. And, like, she was, like, in a failing marriage and, like, all sorts of weird stuff like that. And she was going through a depression where she literally wasn't getting out of bed. And she said, one day I just counted down. I was, like, five, four, three, two, one. I jumped out of bed and immediately started doing things. And the more she started using that method, she noticed that, like, she could she was doing things she Mm. was actually like doing these things that she always wanted to do and what that does mentally you're blocking the 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 part of your brain that kind of like reasons that kind of like is like no no no, i'm too afraid to do this i'm gonna back away and then and run away you're you're blocking that and you're just counting down so you're five four three two one and then you jump into it you have no time to reason you just that's cool. Yes. How to win friends and influence cool. people is an important one, actually, the more I think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I
3: mean, obviously, the five-second rule, too. Did yeah, cool. Sorry, no, no. No, no, it's no, cool, no, no that's, that's great. I mean, I think those two in combination yeah. do a lot. For sure. But I guess all I was saying is like earlier on the topic of like, yeah, you, we can do whatever we want. It's true, but it's only as true. Like, we got to work with people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And you got to be, you don't have to be like, popular you just got to be like likable yeah and i think a lot of it starts with like just being authentic like that's one of the you know just like don't fake who you are but like yeah like it has like there's you know it's like smile like it says the smile like listen to what people have to say like very simple stuff that really isn't that hard but if you apply like you just become a better people person um because you know you don't want to like bottle in these ideas that you have. Totally. That's interesting. That 5 second rule. That
4: Yeah. yeah I was going to say Jake, um yeah, I'm an overthinker. Uh-huh. I think a lot. Right. And that like stops me from doing the things I want to do. For sure. So, I think yeah, by like applying the 5 second rule, yeah. That takes out the reasoning and then, like, I'll overthink less. Yeah. And I'll just do what totally. I wanted to do. It's yeah. it's so. magic.
2: It, it it really really is. Like, I mean, especially when I I mean, like I said, I came from like a really small town, like really didn't like have to do much, you know what I mean? But one day I was like, I'm going to move to LA. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, find what I want to do. Um, and I literally applied the five second rule. I was like, all right, I'm going to go That's cool. find this job here or something. Five, four, three, two, one, done. I'm going to talk to this person I like that. You know what I mean? And like, I did it every single time and you just don't give yourself any time to reason. Just make, you know what I mean? Like just place it in your mind try it a few times and it works every time that's cool I like that really that is interesting pretty,
0: pretty you know I think the last thing I want to talk about is that we didn't touch on is you know your parents how did they yeah. affect you, you um, were both parents there mm. were your, like parents strict you know how was that
2: um, yeah so I grew up uh, in a very very strict um, home uh, and my dad was a missionary and uh, my my mom did whatever he said to do basically you know so um, he's a he's a great man uh, he's got a great family now um, but um, I you know like I, I never really I don't think I had that relationship with him um, and so my mom was definitely the one I'm fine with. Uh, no I my mom was definitely the one that I confided in a, a ton. Um, we, uh, my parents divorced when I was twelve, and then we moved to uh, like that small town. Um, and I just really, really uh, confided in her, and I was with her at all times. And she, she instilled like a lot for me, and she taught me how to be kind. And she taught me how to how to work and how to like you know do all those things. And then, um, then she met my stepdad, who was amazing. Um, like just an old like punk dude, right? <laughs> like yeah, like super blonde spiky hair, and like taught me how to like pump music and read s- scary books and like you know go to haunted houses and cool stuff like that. And so, um, I mean, we talked about music all the time, and like he like loosened my mom up a little bit and was like, no, he can totally do that. Like just let him do his thing, you know, like let him figure it out and like. So I, I, I have a, a very supportive family. Um, even my, my biological dad, you know, he's, he's supportive of me um, as well. We might not have that relationship. Do so. you have any anger towards him? Do I? Um, dad, if you're I, listening I, to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that I have anger towards him. Hmm. Um, and it's important not to be angry because as soon as you, you build that anger up, it turns into bitterness. And bitterness rarely goes away um so i don't have any anger towards him i have a lot of confusion um Mm -hmm. i don't really know why he did some of the things he did and i don't even know if he knows um and sometimes when i think about it i'm kind of like um yeah why like what (coughs) what's going on like why why did that happen and if he didn't do this then you know maybe i would have been a different way Mm. um so I, I I definitely try not to think about it a lot but the more I I have like kind of like talked about it um and then kind of like reconciled with it like I've gotten a lot better from it mm, from cool. it feels cool yeah nice
3: uh parents um yeah I mean my my uh my parents were together for like 12 years, I think, or not 12 years, excuse me, until I was 12. And then they got divorced. And it, like, I kind of saw that like lead up, like the two years prior to that happening. You definitely, I definitely felt the tension. Um, which is interesting, right? Like, I always think about like what they saw in each other when they first met and how it kind of derailed. Um, cause, ev- All relationships are kind of the same whether it's romantic professional friendly like it's communication it's you know like i think even you know we we like even every now and then like you'll kind of tell me like or we'll kind of talk through stuff every night it doesn't happen a lot but we talk through stuff which i think is healthy but um yeah they they got divorced when i was like 12 but i it didn't really affect me too much i mean like I still kind of saw my dad on the weekends and like after school and stuff, and I'd live with my mom. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like they're like water and oil in my opinion. Like they, you can't put them to, like you <laughs> cannot like I, I if I'm going to see my dad, I'll see my dad. If I'm going to see my mom, I'll see my mom. But like them together, just like the, it isn't compatible, which is fine. Like some people just aren't compatible. Um, But yeah, they were all very supportive. My dad's like a a very creative person. My mom is like very positive and I think like I get a lot of qualities from both of them. Um, And they were always very supportive of like anything I wanted to do in high school, which like, you know, I, if parents don't, give that to you I'd hope that people can find people around them that can give that to them because I think it's super important that like when you're growing up and like if I was like I want to do acting she my mom would put me in acting lessons if I wanted to do guitar she'd put me guitar lessons and she was always like whatever you want to do let me know and I can help you do that so I think that definitely helped me a lot growing up so you you were close with both of them yeah and I still am oh really I still am yeah yeah for sure
0: so was your relationship ever strained not strict strained
3: oh strained um Did you have any like fallout moments fallout moments um (laughs) when i was in high school i was definitely very like i don't know like i i love both my parents so much and i think when you're away from them you start to appreciate them you you start i mean you do appreciate them more but also it's like i would get silly i would get i mean i would get mad about silly stuff in high school like my mom would pick me up late and i would like throw a fit and be like I would be like so mad like you pick me up late like i was at school for like an an hour and a half like <laughs> i want to be home i want to be chilling i'm here after school like this sucks and i'd always 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 get mad at her since i was like cause i don't know my mom would just run around but you know it's like it, it kind of it makes me a little emotional to be honest to think about but like um i was thinking about this like two years ago and it really hit me but it was just like there's so much that our parents do behind the scenes that we don't even see mm-hmm. you know and it's like you got to appreciate that. Because there's there's what you see, like, oh, them cooking dinner and doing this. But, like, if I think about it in hindsight and I think about the times when my mom would be up late working or, um, you know, like, just, like, yeah, she did so much to support us, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot to be thankful for.
2: Yeah.
0: It. Do you guys have anything?
3: But, yeah, sorry. Just so much, like, struggle that our parents have behind the scenes that we don't even see. And they're just, like, rocks for us, right, because they're our parents. But, anyway, that's it. What about you guys?
5: Um, separate from parents, but when did you guys realize that, like, Flight House was bigger than you guys originally ex- expected? Um,
3: I mean, we've always kind of had a vision for, like, where we thought it could go. But again, I feel like in the past six months, we've really been able to figure out our flow. But naturally, like, on the topic of failure even, like, any company's gonna have to pivot. Every co- Like, if you look at where even, like big companies right like uh almost every almost every company like if you look at amazon twitch even musically slash TikTok, like they started off doing one thing and the way like in tech they say this a lot like someone will roll out an app right and they're like oh we want our app to be um like here's an example and i this is an example of a story like oh we want to create like a mobile gaming app and people start to like they, they're like, oh yeah, like we want people to play this mobile game and then we'll make a messaging feature on the side. And then peop- they find out that the messaging feature becomes more popular than the gaming app. Then they're like, let's just turn this into a messaging app, right? So I've seen that story a lot where people have an intention doing one thing and then it turns into another. And with FlightHouse, um, the the direction's always been the same. The execution has pivoted a lot. Yeah. Like, we've always intended on being where we're at now. It's just the way we get there has always shifted.
2: yeah. I think yeah. I mean, as soon as we noticed like what our influence was and like kind of what we what we wanted to be perceived as, and then also we found like our little niche, like the thing that like really really stuck. Um, that's when we were kind of like, this is a lot bigger than we knew. Mm-hmm. Like we we were like, we could literally. We can change people's views we can like help people socially we can help people like you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. when things started really just like exploded right oh for mm-hmm. sure yeah. for sure and it was yeah it's like there's people that were like oh this is why i followed you guys like mm-hmm. you know anytime we do those things and it's like sick we're like we've, we've figured something out so feels good
1: yeah <laughs> feels good
2: anyways you guys
0: got anything is that it you have any questions? You guys got anything? I don't
2: have any questions, but really, really quickly, I want I want to just like I said earlier, let's go around the room. Yeah. Let's talk about one thing that uh, energizes us. Okay. Cool. Um, for me, something that energizes me <laughs> is doing thing doing things that helps young adults. Um, things that like because like I said earlier, y- we're out here like. Really we we have two two things that we can do we can either just mess up and Be okay with that or we can try our hardest and like if there's any way that I can shape like the culture um, Then I, I want to do that those things energize me so much. Hmm. So um, cool. yeah, if you guys need me hit me up Got <laughs> uh,
3: Mine would probably be like just meeting cool new people and like learning what they do and uh, just yeah, because, like, what we do is obviously, like, cool in its own way. But then there's other people that have, like, these other projects that are, like, really cool in their own way. And I think just, like, connecting and, and uh, yeah, just learning and being in, like, different environments mm-hmm. gives me a lot of energy. Well, I think something that energizes me is
0: looking at how people started big things. Like, looking at success stories and reading from how humble, the humble beginnings to, like, the huge success they yeah. had. I get energized from that. Yeah, totally.
5: Um, for me, it's seeing other people happy. Just realizing that you know they're in the moment. Why shouldn't I be? Yeah, I should totally. just. Um, we should just be happy together.
3: Yeah, and that's such a big part of it too. Just like being present. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. so important. Not like,
5: thinking too much about the future.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah.
5: Well, yeah, and and I met
3: someone the other day, and they were like, I was like, what did I say? I was like, what's what are you excited for right now? And they were like, I don't really know. Like, I mean, we know what we're excited about, but like, you can't really take a bet too much on what's going to happen. You got to just like be present right now. Mm. That's that's important.
1: Yeah, and like making others peop- other people really happy is like a really, really big motivation. Cool. Mm. Because sometimes when you're not happy, you know, you obviously feel those emotions, but when you're there for them, you just feel like the best person in the world. For sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you feel like the that. center of their attention.
4: Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um,
6: For me, so it's just doing the little things
4: that can make the other people's days. Cool.
6: Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, uh, the same thing goes for me, like just helping people and trying to make everyone like the happiest as possible
2: awesome Mm. there's so there's like a there's definitely like a theme right it's like (laughs) it's like doing something for others Mm -hmm. i think that ultimately at the end of the day it's like we we're here for everybody we're meant to love we're meant to be everything that we can be for each other you know what i mean that's yeah. what it seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helping other people. Yeah, That's a huge sure. part of it. That's so sick. I love yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Um, I love all right. Well, thank you, Jacob James. Yeah. We're yeah. happy. Thank you. Dynamic here. duo. Yeah. Um, where can we, uh,
1: we
3: find you guys? Uh, at Flighthouse on every platform.
2: At Flighthouse on every platform. And then
3: I'm, uh, I'm Jacob Pace on Instagram, yeah. on Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> <laughs> TikTok.
2: <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> uh, um, at Flyhouse. Always look for Flyhouse. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Jake A. Trevino. My last With name little... is T R E V I N O at Jake
0: A. Trevino. All right. Yeah. Well, Jake, Jacob Pace and Jake Trevino. Thank you. Thank you so All much. All right. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Y'all are awesome. Yeah.